You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Okay, so I wanted to bring up a topic with you ladies. The, the succinct version is judging your insides by everybody else's outsides. And what I mean by that is... I have been going through another clearing house, I guess you could say, of deep emotions and issues, things I thought I was not done with, but further along. Like, like these are healed enough that we don't have to deal with this for, let's say, 10 years. You know, like, this is good enough. And then a day or two later, just being triggered and realizing that the healing needs to go further. And the frustration that that created and the, uh, Stephanie, I think you said the exhaustion of this feeling of they keep moving the finish line. Why can't I get it done and check it off my list and move on? And so I had this sort of a few days where I felt like, am I the only one who just can't get, am I I just faking it and the rest of the world is just getting along? (laughs) And then I remember that phrase. It's like, don't judge how you feel on the inside. Don't compare it to how other people appear on the outside. I am not running down the street screaming, even though that's how I feel. And I probably appear very together, I'd like to think. So if you were to look at me and judge me by my outside, you think, oh, she's, she's done. She's, she's just living her life now. And no, I'm, the struggle is real. The struggle continues. So I just wanted to know if I'm just comforting myself and I'm alone in this, or uh, if you ladies hopefully also experience this sense of um, never, so not never, I'll say some days, some weeks, some months, just feeling like you can't get to the finish line versus other people seeming to just, I don't know, process it, quote unquote, and then be done with it. Yeah, it does actually. Cause it's so interesting because for me right now, I'm it's what's swinging back around is that loop of, um, uh, I remember getting triggered. Um, I felt dismissed or my feelings, um, not my feelings. It's just, I felt this something happened. I just remember feeling dismissed and I was like, wait a minute. So if I was to Byron Katie, this like, where am I dismissing others or where am I dismissing? And then it was like, okay, so let's go down even deeper. Where am I dismissing myself? Where in my feelings, am I being dismissive of other areas and aspects of my life? So that keeps on swinging back around for me. And I know from doing the work and being in the work for quite some time right now, I'm realizing that each time each time I work through something on a level and layer, and then when I move past that level and layer, 
the next level and layer has the same thing, but just a different scenario popping back up again. So there's dismissiveness on each level and layer. It just has a different window dressing this time until you're getting down to the minute nitty, nitty, nitty gritty. So I think that's what might be happening for all of us is that each time you think you're done with it, it's just because you work through that level and layer that we're processing the next level and layer of whatever's coming up to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Totally. And I'd like to say that I don't even understand what you both are talking about, but <laughs> sadly I can't, you know, sadly I can't, I can very much relay in, um, you know, I was telling Heather Angela on this week's, uh, uh, my, uh, on my mind, uh, in my heart, I had put that I was in a exhausted state of this, this loop grappling with, right. Mm-hmm. With this growth. And, um, I couldn't decide if I was, like you say, looking for the finish line and tired of the actual work processing and really is processing. It's not even work. I'm going to call it processing, analyzing, um, healing through it. Or am I, was I just, just exhausted of myself, you know, just like tired of the subject because it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's all us all the time. If we're realizing we're projecting, if we're realizing we're seeing mirrors, if we're realizing we're experiencing someone else's, it's just always us in that subject. Really. It can be, it can be exhausting. And, and it really has. But as you were talking about what's gone around for you, I think I thought to myself, well, you know what, I think the categorizing I would do for this, which is kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I probably have dealt with it, but I don't think I've dealt with this in a long time uh, would be, I think most of what I've been feeling is um, the emotions of others. So my empathic boundaries are way out of whack. And I've been letting so, so much infiltrate me and then processing, which of course it, you know, it, it, it involves me, of course, if I'm going to carry it and I'm going to react to it, then obviously something inside needs uh, some addressing. But then I thought, could I be processing what the external emotions I'm getting from other people and thinking their mind and processing them and really getting no wonder I'm exhausted. Right. So, um, you know, this is, it brings up, I don't want to further complicate, but it kind of brings up an interesting thing of uh, that finding out what do we know is ours that we've talked about in the past and what is not when you have boundaries that are um, unfortunately, um, you know, I don't even want to say they're not, they're not just infiltrated, but boundaries that I have not clearly set for myself for whatever reason right now. Um, so a lot is coming in and Probably, again, if we believe in everything is as it should be, then there's no accident um, at all. So I think it, I can't even, there's been so many little divot, you know, of things. Um, so I can't identify ex- exactly like you, Heather, with dismissiveness and, and Angela, you kind of, kind of alluded to it. It's a lot of something going around again. Um, and we all can, three can relate, but they're all on very different uh, experiences. So let's ask each other then, how are you getting through it? What are you doing? Are you doing something different this time? Or is it the same old formula that you do every time? Okay, I'll say for mine, some of the cool, I remember, okay, now I remember what triggered this. So I had two instances, one of um, someone who's very close to me and one who's just a colleague of people who came into life altering money. Okay, so when I first heard the news, I was ecstatic because you're just like, wow, you don't have to worry anymore. You can just 
especially for the person who was related to me, I'm like, I don't have to worry about them ever. Like there's, that's great. Two days later, suddenly I'm getting this like, well, you'll never achieve anything. You know, like, like somehow it had to be about me. <laughs> just be happy. Somehow I had to like bring it in. And it was so frustrating and interesting because on the one hand, all those old tapes that we're trying to play felt really uncomfortable. You know, when you eat like a sweet something from childhood that you used to love and you try it now and you're just like, oh, hell no. It's like fundamentally off. Mm -hmm. These tapes kept coming back like, you know, you're supposed to have accomplished something like that. You, you, why didn't you do all these paths that you went to? And it just didn't feel right. Whereas in the past, I would truly beat myself up. It just didn't feel right. And then in the next moment, so, but, but that was exhausting, right? Because it would come out of just nowhere. But then I had these really cool moments where I thought, Angela, what is actually going, what is the point of success? Well, it's to feel that happy feeling, that that connection. Okay, can you generate that without all that money in the bank? Well, yeah, I can actually do that right now. Oh, okay, so why don't you generate that right now and actually walk the talk, even if it's only for a couple of seconds. And I kept doing that. I kept stopping it and really thinking, okay, if I want that serenity that comes from not having to worry, be it right now, be it right now. And I could do it. I'm not there. It's not healed. You know, there's still negative talk coming at me, but it was, so, so that is a very long-winded way of answering your question, Stephanie. That was a very new way of just mm. not denying that these things were coming up, but saying, okay, let's truly live as if I achieved all these spiritual goals and I was blah, blah, blah. Um, and it felt really good. I can't say that it's, it's gone. It's certainly not, but there's this, I don't know. I want to say accomplishment, but I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, it, it's been really cool. And I don't want to do this again anymore. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what about you, Heather? Um, for me, it's, it's kind of the same. I have a process and I try to figure out if it's, you know, a, a past life consciousness that's kind of like a memory that's there or soul history that's just playing out. And then I know what to do. And, you know, I validate the feelings and like, yes, this is how it was. Um, and then, in, and then I ask it to come home. I hold a space for it. Or if it's, if it's something else like team shenanigans, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah. Take a Fred Forkle flying leap. You know, it's like, no, not, not today. You know, that's adorable. Bye. Thank you. No, thank you. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I learn more about it and then I just sit with it or whether it's also things that have come up has just been a higher, a higher, a higher level of consciousness that I wanted to experience in a human form. So, and then I'm just like, okay, well, it's coming up for review and no longer facilitate this more. So, mm -hmm. so, and then I process it that way. 
I mean, just understanding it because when, you know, Alma John had a one saying that, you know, karma is just a repeat of, um, it's an action repeating over and over again, unconsciously. So, and I was just like, well, now that I'm conscious of it, guess what? (laughs) Awareness is so important. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. Sometimes that's the only victory I feel like we get is that at least we're going through this with awareness and not unaware. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking for, um, yeah, that can be into itself too. can be, I I don't want to even use the word tiresome. Sometimes I've thought in in this last couple of weeks, I thought to just go back to the years where I didn't pay attention to all this, uh, believe me, I wasn't happier. I certainly wasn't. In, yeah. I'm still in w- much more peace now than even with everything going on than I was without any of these world issues and without the late stuff that's come up. It's because my, my, uh, you know, my balance of body, mind, and soul was so out of whack. And so I appreciate having the awareness, but the awareness, you can't make it go away when you know no. that there's, and again, I don't like to use the word work when you know, there's healing How about that when there, when there's healing to be done and you know, you have the tools and you know, you'll be better for it on the outside of it. Um, it's a lot sometimes, right? I just, it's, it's, it's a lot. And sometimes you, you're just like, I don't want another subject. I, I, I know, I know better. I know I should do better. I know this or that, but sometimes you just want to have a tantrum like everyone else or put your head in the sand or pretend it doesn't, but you can only do it so long because it just kind of, for me, it kind of just, it stays there. And, and we know that we can change our emotions to feel better. We know that now. So like you said, that discomfort, you're just like, no, I'm not going to put up with this because I can work through it and I'm going to, and you did. Yeah. No longer comfortable being in agony. Right. Right. Yeah. And self-flagellation. Yeah. And there's a level of responsibility when you Hmm. reach certain, certain enlightenment, you know what I mean? You have, you Mm. have responsibility to yourself, but also you, you also need to look, Stephanie is how, how you're holding yourself to a standard Mm -hmm. and you might want to check on that standard. If it's, you know, are you trying to hold yourself to an unattainable standard? Yeah, that's, you know, I could, I would on the outside, I would easily say, no, I don't expect a lot, but you know, I lie to myself. So that's probably, you know, <laughs> we know that's easily not true. So I'd have to add that to the list of things to look at right now. I'm trying not to look at myself and that's like being in a fun house and all, or, or like seeing through the spider's eyes. It's all you, but you can't get away. I want the yeah. focus changed. Yeah. You know? um, awareness. But that's such right. It's that awareness everywhere you look, it's awareness. It's awareness. Um, and you yeah. can't escape it. And lately it's just been, it's just been so big. So there's a huge message in there for me. There's a lot being done right now, both shedding in the physical and the mental and the spiritual. There's so much. And I know it's making room for what's coming in and what I'm absorbing. And I hope there'll be a little reprieve, you know, coming up. It's just right now, like Heather said, quickening the acceleration. It's a lot. And I understand it. And I feel like you have to be on your best game, but what is, you that's know, the standard that you're holding yourself yeah. to Stephanie. Okay. Oh, look at, I just said, look at <laughs> fingers pointing at me, everyone fingers pointing. <laughs> okay. So you guys don't feel that way. Okay. What? No, but here's the thing <laughs> oh, though. No. no, no, we didn't say we don't. We just said you do. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> <laughs> 
ahead, I have Heather. no idea what I was just about to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, er, there it is went. It, is there any, I was, I was thinking about this when I thought, okay, it's continual process. And I thought, has, have I checked off any boxes, <laughs> any, <laughs> like, cause you know, I wish what it was like, I wish it was like when you're <laughs> truly over an ex and you see them and you're like, I have nothing of nothing feeling here. You know, it's like done healed. I would love for at least one of my issues to be like, yeah, it's not my thing anymore. I can't honestly say, especially given that this past week with all these old tapes of your mm-hmm. failure, you're like, Oh, okay, yeah. I guess erase the check in that. Box. Well, then that's the key. That's exactly. back. But yet we know we're making progress because, right. that, you know, as, right. as we know we're happier. Right. We know we're calmer. We know we under, there's a wisdom of the world that we have. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can say, oh, this one thing is completely healed. I don't have that. Do you guys? No, but no. I mean, I, how can you expect from first separation for something to be completely healed on that level. You know what I mean? Because, because when I want <laughs> to understand it so well that I embody it, that I could be on earth and be like, yeah, I'm separated, but not really. I'm cool. It's not happening. Well, and especially because it continues to present itself with different scenarios and different people. It's wrapped differently every time. So the, it's not the test or the joke but it's the opportunity each time you unwrap it is if it's still coming up, it's still not healed because you healed it looking one way, but it's not healed because you're still reacting to right. it another way because it's, you know, that's how deep these, these issues, exactly. these hurts, right. They run. Yeah. Um, and maybe, so, maybe we never heal them. I don't know, Heather. Well, you know, it's kind of like, um, so one time I heard Elizabeth Wood say, your mind isn't for remembering. It's your heart that remembers. Actually, it's your heart brain that remembers and brings up everything. And I thought that was very interesting. And she said that your brain is especially your, your brain is meant for doing numbers and doing tasks. So give it a task to do. And so I gave it a task to do. I, it counts numbers on license plates. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. So it will, it will start counting numbers on license plate till it matches like four, 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 or, you know, just like numbers that, that reach around and, and it's happy to do that. And then it just keeps my mind busy as I'm, I'm, as I'm driving or doing something, thinking about something. And, um, it's gotten to the point where I don't want to do that anymore. So I notice that my brain will start counting on stuff and then, it's slowly fading away to the point where I don't even notice it anymore. And I think the same thing needs to go for when things keep on repeating, it needs to fade out until you don't notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where the healing is at. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I know, I, I know that when I have healed something, I can't talk about it anymore. I physically can't talk about anymore. It doesn't even come up. The words don't even come out of my head. Like the thought process is not even there. So it's just, it's no longer, 
it's no longer in your awareness. It's no longer floating out there in your fields and systems, which is wonderful, which is great. Yeah. You know, um, and that's usually when a person feels a little lighter, right? <laughs> a little yeah. pep in your step. And then something else like a Pez moves over to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, good and, job. And Smile, yeah. enjoy. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, that's too much. Um, do you think, so as these things come up, do you think there's times where we're not aware, even though we are, we're saying we're aware now, or it's awareness that we have when these things come up, but can we still miss the boat? I mean, we're still of human, right? Okay. So some stuff gets biased and we just react and we're not realizing. So we don't work on it. It, it just, it, it's not a teachable moment. Maybe, so I, maybe I couldn't, maybe, I couldn't give you a case because I wouldn't be aware of it. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying, is, maybe it's not right. It's, there's okay. a divine timing on something uh, right. and then it will come up and then you're like, Oh, I've noticed that like I'll, I'll do I call them drive-by awareness. It's like, oh, saw that, noticed it. And then I kept just keep on going like, oh, there's fear there. It's all that. And I just keep on. Okay. I don't even like, sometimes I don't even want to dive into it. I'll I'll just do a, a, I'll just be like, I'll point to it. I'm aware. I'm aware of the fear there and just keep on going. And you're not, it's kind of like, you're not bringing in in to work on it. It's just like, I'm aware of it. Move along type thing. Yeah. And and if if it will repeat itself or come up different ways than, then that's usually when we start reacting to it. Right. Because it's, it's if you maybe, attach to it, you know, yeah. it's that old oh, Buddhist thing. If you, what is it? Samsara or something like that. I'm totally got that wrong. So if anybody who's listening, that was wrong, but it's this concept like the emotion or the event can pass through you. And if you don't attach to it, then it's, there's no karma. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. out. You've tried. Right. right let it work through you um, versus the day that you're like, wait a minute, hold on. And mm-hmm, you make mm-hmm. it yours. Right, you, imagine, right. you identify. Right. But yeah. Kind of like is, a Venus flytrap. Yes. Like a Venus flytrap or Pez dispenser. You're, you're coming up with some good visuals today, but the secret is, are you spiritually bypassing or has it truly, and you know the difference, right? It's truly just not affected you versus I'm not letting it affect me. I'm not letting it affect me. I'm not letting it affect me. That's the dance. Um, which John has a great um, way of describing it. She's like, you're human. There's going to be fear. Fear is going to walk alongside of you, but it does not own you. And it is not attached to you. You just know that it's there. I love her. That's cool. Yeah, on that one, that fear has got many different uh, masks and uh, characters that it plays with. That's for dang sure. Well, and also, you know, I love that, what she said. And that's true, Stephanie. It's like, don't deny it. It's Mm -hmm. there. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't pretend it's not, but Mm -hmm. make friends in a way. You know, it's your companion, but so is love. So, you know, so so are other things. So I like that. Yeah. You're going to be human. You're going to have emotions. They're going to be there. It doesn't mean that you have to identify with it. It just recognize that it's there. Okay. Look, there's fear. Mm. Yeah. And some fear you can't, you don't maybe have the opportunity to confront it in a way that would maybe bring you, um, your peace or resolve, uh, 
But in some cases, in many cases, there is an opportunity to address it at least, you know, mentally and spiritually. So I'll just give a little nugget of, it's interesting you talk about fear because, um, you know, I had the whole fear of death thing we talked about in the last show. Um, I've been so much better since I even talked about that, that went away, Mm -hmm. but I had, um, I have faced a fear that I've had um, with, with, I don't like anything has to do. I think I've told you with money. I have this, you know, fear of lack. I get all crazy and I get all worried and what have you. But this last couple of weeks, I've been um, working with a financial advisor and planner. And, um, and that was a hard thing to do. You know, it really was. I mean, it's people are probably like, what, what? because I had such a fear of, oh my gosh, part you're growing old. Is there going to be enough? How long can I live? Tell me when my expiration date, what looks good, you know? And um, I, I just faced it, you know, I just faced it and I had to gather paperwork and all these things. And it felt so good to be on the, uh, on, in control of the fear. I was in charge. Now I wasn't this cowering with this scenario in my head of, this big fear banner that stood over me. It was like, no, I'm going to face you now. And if it's ugly news, I'm going to deal with whatever I have to do. And if it's good news, for sure, you're gone. Right. But the point is I'm taking charge. I'm taking charge of this moment. And uh, it felt that it has brought me so much peace as well. It's just because, um, right. And it just, and it's an opportunity for all of us and all these things that scare us, you know, from the little tiny things um, for, for people who have, little tiny things, you know, phobias are big things, but maybe um, reaching out to someone who you're, you're afraid to reach out to for worrying about rejection, or maybe about, um, you know, spending money on something that you think, you know, is not a good idea, whatever the case, um, working through it, you know, uh, working, facing it and going to that place of, okay, so what's the worst case scenario is, is this facing it going to bring me, um, you know, a, 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 a real life and death experience. Most of the time, no, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, I wasn't going to die if I did or didn't do, but I was going to live paralyzed if I didn't do anything about it. So I was able to do something about it. And there's such, um, there's such a joy in, in doing that. So I'm hoping that I'll continue to now get momentum to start facing these things that haunt me over this scenario I have in my mind. Um, See. And see, Stephanie, that's fear walking next to you. And yes. Not yes. Attaching right. and owning. You. Right. It's not a hundred percent gone because no. you know it's still real. It's fear, never going right? to be gone. No, but it's not controlling me anymore. Exactly. Like you say, it's walking next to me. It's not pushing me. It's not dragging me or scaring me. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's and that's exactly the, the the right case to see it. Do I love it? No, I'm not there. You know, it's it's. I don't think it needs to be loved. You know, it's a shadow in a certain sense. And I don't hate my shadow. I know it's there. Mm. So, um, but my shadow is no better than me or no worse than me. It's just with me. Right. So um, I kind of look at that. I I agree with you that on on Heather, that uh, um, it just walks with me, you know, again, not controlling me. So, um, yeah. So that was a good learning experience uh, with fear that came up. That's great. And that what reminds me of, um, reminding yourself what you're committed to, not what you're feeling. Sometimes it's important to just say, okay, you are more committed to an old age that had peace and security. So you don't give in to your emotions at that time. You, you put the weight on what you're committed to. Mm-hmm. And I think that puts fear 
next to you and not all over you. At least that's how, that's, that's what I do. I, I look at what I'm committed to. Hmm. The, the emotions are temporary. I, I don't want to put more on my emotions and give them more weight and importance than what I'm actually trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially if there's an opportunity when we realize we have control. I had control over the situation. Yeah. I do not have control something globally going on or the rules of the pandemic or, you know, right. war, what have you. I have no control there. The only thing I control is my internal worries and peace. But when it's something that we literally manage, or whether you're a fear to fly again or, you know, fear to get on the freeway, whatever the case, if like you say, if you're committed to, well, no, I want to travel. Well, then you've, you know, you've got to face that fear. Yeah. Um, if you can take the side streets the rest of your life, then you don't need to. But if you want to go somewhere far, you're going to have to, right? It's that yes. kind of thing. Weigh it and see what you're committed to. You want that outcome, then the fear must be faced. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting way to look at it. I'm going to use that formula going forward. Heather's never fearful of anything, people. Why is that? No, Heather? yeah, no, that's not <laughs> true. No, it's just when I'm, when I fear something, I like, I dive bomb into it though. Ooh. Like when I find out that there's something I'm scared of, it's just like, oh, let's go find out what that's all about. Let's, let's ah, go. There's so, a curious mind. Really? Yeah. No. Interesting. There's nothing that's haunted you. Um, that's been more difficult to have you've always been that way that you just kind of tackle it or have you is there something as soon as I found out that okay, it's within the last five years um but as soon as I, somebody said something about like like part of the greatest healing that you could do is facing your fears and just being in it and just going towards it so whenever I heal I hear it I'm like boop I You'll see me cannonballing into it. So <laughs> like jumping in the deep end, you know, just got to go out there and, and swim, tread water. Yeah, pretty much. You know, sometimes it gets me into trouble, but hey. <laughs> no regrets. I like that. That's very fearless. No regrets. Very courageous. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, yeah. I tiptoe around fear a lot. How about you, Angela? How do you address your fear? There's no cannonball. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a step-by-step -step easing into the shallow end of the pool. Um, no, you know, it, it really depends on what stage. No. Okay. First of all, no, I don't cannibal the way she does. That's mm -hmm. in my mind, in my world, ridiculous. I could never do that, but I admire her to no end because she does do that. That's very true for me. Um, I, I, maybe because I'm more analytical, I just have to approach it. I, there, there will get to be a point where I'm like, okay, sit in the fear. Let's do this. It, it just kind of depends on what the challenge is and uh, how well I know myself. Mm -hmm. Somebody, and I'm going to butcher this. Somebody said you, the, the extent of your fear is in direct correlation to the faith you have in your ability to cope with what the consequences are. I completely butchered that, but it's basically that's, you know, if you really feel like, okay, I can cope with whatever is going to come out of this, then you have that fearlessness and you can just go in and do it. So yeah, there's a little bit of like, okay, getting the lay of the land and then I don't cannonball, but I, um, approach at a steady pace. <laughs> Do you both recognize when you are going into 
uh, something that is um, fear-based for you and, and whether Heather cannonballs in or you tiptoe in Angela, when you're dealing with it, do you, do you recognize, do you, are you saying as you're marinating in fear, I'm feeling fear. Are you cognizant of it, but I'm still doing it. Or do you just get tunnel vision on, I've just got to get through it. I'm, I'm going to, what's on the other side, or do you really appreciate or befriend the fear, Heather? I mean, how does, how did you just swim right through it? Or do you No, I get, I'm like, Ooh, Oh, did you see that? Like, I'll call my team. Did you see that? There's fear there. And I just, so you really I kind of lighten it. it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I lighten it because oh. it doesn't need to be heavy. That's so the thing. We always think there's it. fear there. Right. It's there's fear and it's heavy. Sometimes right. it is heavy. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. you know, like say um, a death of a loved one, you're, you're scared, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to lose mm-hmm. that. And then you're like, oh my gosh, there's fear here. So I try to lighten it up as much as possible and I'll be, you know, kind of corny and quirky about it. And I'll, I'll kind of joke around with my team. I'll be like, whoop, there's fear. Wow. Drive by fear. So, um, yeah, I try to be as light, mm-hmm. lighthearted as I can be in the moment. Um, but then if I can't look at it right then and there, then I'll swing back around and I'll be, I'll be very curious. Like, why am I feeling fear here? And sometimes I'll try to disassociate from it because I know recently, like there's so much that has changed in me that I feel like I'm a column of light looking through a human body, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And And then I take that awareness as being a column of light, looking through a human body, looking at human emotions. And that's how I'm learning how to kind of disassociate from that. So that's where I'm at in the process right now. Before that, it was just, Ooh, look at that. There's fear there. Ah, I I recognize you. And then I'll go and sit with it. And then I'll realize whether it was a past life consciousness, a soul history or it's easy. It's always easier when you realize it's a past life consciousness or soul history. And you're like, okay. Cause like, say for instance, um, fear of success, fear of being a leader. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in any like, really? No. Like, why would I fear being a leader? Then all of a sudden I realized like, you know, there was past lives where I was a leader and it didn't turn out so well. And I just was like, okay. And it makes it much easier to process. And then, you know, when it was my fear, like say you're in a situation where you're walking, you know, being a female, you're walking by a van that doesn't, it looks dodgy. And you're like, there's somebody in it and you know, you're just like, so there's that fear as well. So, (laughs) and then. And then you just work for that. You can't, you can't quite process it right then and there, but you can swing back around. I'll swing back around in meditation. I think that's a long-winded way of saying (laughs) that's how I process. Do you think you can straddle other people's fear and your fear? And why would I want to straddle other people's fear? Well, not, not intentionally, not intentionally. So we, we know that you can be downloaded with fear, you know, let's just, use, let's just use the media, for example, okay, we know that if we pay too much attention to, you know, the, the, the mouthpiece, we can adopt those fears, right, that the world's horrible, people are getting shot every other corner, and you could really get into that, oh my gosh, how scary is everything, right, but I'm talking about either people around you, or 
what you see, okay, let me give you this example. Look, I'm, you know me, I've always got the example. Okay, so, but this helps, I love me, my example. This, this yeah. helps me explain it. All right. So today when I went to the store, there was, um, there was a homeless person, or as we say nowadays, people, a, a man experiencing homelessness, holding a sign and what have you. That's what people call it now, a person experiencing homelessness. I think it's PC. I don't know. Uh, he had a sign and he, Sorry, so he, looked, he was a young person and he was disheveled and, and he looked bad. And it's, you know, it's very hot today. And so I went in the store and immediately I thought, you know what? And he was asking, you know, do you have any change? What have you on a sign? And I thought, you know what? I, I think I, I, I'm going to get some items for him, right? That, that instead of money, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him some things. Number one, water. So I started gathering some stuff. And then because I felt seeing how sad he looked and I, I my intention was to, to really, this was my intention to say, you know, you matter. Someone cares. Even if it's for your drug addict, what have you, I don't care. You're still a human and someone cares. But then as I was gathering this stuff, I thought, but we hear, you know, you're not supposed to be what we, there's actually signs around some of the cities here, you know, don't give into panhandling. Don't, you know, assist like that because for whatever, I'm not even right. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an unfortunate sign of the times. So anyway, I went to the place of, okay, what if, what if this is looked down upon? And I had this kind of, first I thought it was judgment. Okay. So you're worrying about what you're going to do. So people see it. But then I, I almost felt like I was taking it from the other side of the other point of view that everyone thought we see it, but we don't engage with it. We, we see it, but we don't, you know, we don't get involved because everyone's just walking past. So then I felt kind of caught in the middle. I thought, well, you know, no one else is doing anything, but, but aren't we supposed to do something? I was so caught up with the fear of doing something because the whole, you know, society, well, at least in our communities, no one's doing anything, you know? And I kept saying, it's our problem. It's our problem where people tend to think it's, you know, it's, it's society's problem or it's the government's problem or your, you know, your, your city's problem. But no, it's our problem because it's a fellow human being who doesn't have what they need, even if they've chosen for, for that to be their life. This just doesn't seem right. So I was caught between two places. I felt empathy for him. I felt sadness from him. I felt society looking down like nothing's going to change. It's going to, you know, I had all kinds of scenarios. In the end, I wanted to help. But um, it really caught me in a place. I, I kind of felt like I was straddling both sides. And I didn't know how much of that was my mind. How much of that was, was I feeling? It was quite a confusing situation. So I ask you to, have you straddled before, you know, fear on both sides, fear that no one loves me, fear that we can't help them because for whatever society teaches us or fear, he doesn't want help or fear. He's going to just throw it away anyway, whatever the case. Um, yeah. I didn't know how much was emotion and how much was just my mind. Well, I mean, yeah, I have. And there, there's what, what interested me or what stood out for me in your store was the fact that this was a very uh, reflexive, very visceral response you had. Like, I'm going to go buy things. Like you felt called, it seems like, to do that. And then you started to doubt and you started, I mean, all the points of view that you mentioned are valid. You know, they, they're not, it can seem a little callous, but in this day and age, it does come from a, a place of, there are reasons why people don't want to encourage giving money to panhandle panhandlers. God, is that even PC? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
so it wasn't illogical what you were going through, but I think it was just a real test of in this moment, in the, this is what is right for me. This is what I am being called to. So usually what I do is I just go with, unless there is truly some information I didn't know and I need to be corrected and then I'm open to adjusting. But otherwise I just think, you know what, this is what I'm called to do. I'm going to honor that because this might be a special circumstance for this this person, you know? So, um, so yes, I have. And when I get to those moments where all of a sudden I'm like, ah, uh, I just go with what my heart tells me, not what guilt, not what society, but what feels right. Thank you. Yeah, Heather? I did the same. It's mm-hmm. going to be exactly the same thing mm-hmm. as Angela. Yeah. What feels right. Mm-hmm. I just, there's, there's a part of me that when it comes to say someone who is homeless and they're asking for something for me, I always feel like I will buy you something. I will give you something, but I, I don't really give out money. So Mm -hmm. that's just my thing. So, and I just stick to that because, you know, society can go stick it sometimes. (laughs) Wait, was that a little too rough? (laughs) Because, because I mean, it's a big, um, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, when I look at how it ended, because for a couple of weeks now, and I think I, 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 well, I wrote about that too, my podcast, um, or my, my, my writing was about, uh, an episode where fear was put on me and it was regards right to a, yeah. a person, a, a transient person, a person moving through. And, um, I think I just got the epiphany as you guys always give me looking like where I was two weeks ago, where this, this person who was helping, but was th- just bombarding me with fear that I didn't need to carry and I did not want to carry. And to look what I did today. And again, that's another, just facing the fear. I, I did what she's deeming we shouldn't do or that they don't want help or whatever the case. And so I kind of look at it as, again, today was a gift. Today was a gift to just show in the end, I'm going to do, like you say, what both, uh, what you both say, what feels right in my heart. Um, what, what I don't fear, if I'm not fearing it, it doesn't need to be my fear. And I felt that, str- and that's why I use the word straddle because I was caught in between. Um, and it was probably just a, a, a combination of two, these last couple of weeks of things I had heard, things I had saw. And in the end, I, I, I only can gauge it by what I feel and see. You right. know, I, I don't have her eyes. I don't have your eyes. Right. And your uh, perception. So, um, so again, it's just a beautiful way to close and just say, you know, is this fear yours? Because most of the time we're carrying fears that sometimes aren't even ours. Yeah. Someone told us we need to be worried about these things and we believed it. And that doesn't make us wrong. It just means why are you carrying that? Yeah. And how, yeah. and how do you, and how do you release it and get rid of it? Um, Cause there's peace on the other side. Oh my gosh, there's peace. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm waiting. No, there, there is, there is more peace. <laughs> I'm definitely, you're going to change that energy, right? I have to say every year, I think I'm happier and I'm white, hopefully wiser, but also just calmer. And I think that comes with age, but I think it also comes with the path we've chosen to walk. Like exactly. You know, so yeah, it's all good. All right, listeners, that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within.
Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.